0: Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey Podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Mrs. Julie Nicholson. Hey there. Julie, I'm so glad you're here. You are a watermark legend, <laughs> as, as they all say. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm teasing you, but I know that you are passionate about the ministry shift Yes. here at Watermark. Yes. and play a key role in that ministry and most people listening don't know what that is. Yes. What is Shift? Shift
1: is hope for grieving kids and teens. Mm-hmm. It is specific to um A physical loss for kids, and we incorporate art therapy and play therapy and provide a place for them to really process their loss. Mm -hmm. And I think the key is that they are with other kids, and that peer support is a game changer.
0: What ages? Kinder through 12th grade. Okay, so even up to high schoolers? Yes. Wow, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Do y'all have a lot of teenage students that come, or is it mostly younger? We,
1: it's it's a range, but we have had high school kids, okay. and um, I would say it's been a great service to the community at mm. large. A lot of people who aren't connected at Watermark in any way gotcha, have heard about it through their school counselor or through another a private counselor, and um, they've they've come. And with the um, the crafts, uh, we call them projects for high school boys. Yeah, And they do <laughs> yes. actually do them. Really? It's funny. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. That's special. But we've seen amazing change in kids.
0: And what uh, what led you to get involved with that ministry? To You helped get it off the ground? Is that right? I did
1: with a team of people. Um, but 17 years ago, I experienced significant loss and got involved in Grief Share, our mm. grief recovery for adults. And we saw a gap in resources for kids, and we decided to change that. And then it's expanded to other parts of the world, actually. So Really? Yeah. We've got a location in British Columbia and a location in Cape Town. That is amazing. In addition to the continental U.S. Sure. Well, cool. And if people want to get more information? They can go to watermark.org backslash shift. Okay. Or they can email shift at watermark dot org. amazing. And that comes to me. Wow. Well, and I love to I talk love about shift. So
0: I'm glad. anything before we jump into Genesis eleven, anything else you want to share about the ministry or what you've seen God do or I have seen God change kids
1: in two weeks. Wow. And the feedback from parents has been significant in their change. That's cool. And it's something they have to live with, but it doesn't have to be debilitating, mm. and it won't be their last loss. So we try to gear them up for the next.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Praise, praise God.
1: It's pretty awesome to see.
0: That's sweet. Well, in a somewhat of an abrupt shift, <laughs> Genesis, yeah, Genesis 11, what are some things— you, Julie, learned as you studied today's chapter? I
1: learned that God is serious about how we view Him and how the Israelites were thinking too little of Him. Hmm. And when He changed languages, He didn't just change a few, He created what I discovered, um more than seventy one hundred wow. languages. That is
0: a lot. So he's serious. Yeah. <laughs> for real. And uh we I mean we were talking about how that is crazy to think today we are starting to drift back toward everyone knowing the same language. It's a cautionary tale for sure. What do you what do you think the the warning of this passage is for believers today? I think for me
1: is I need to constantly remember my place, and that God is my Creator, and I am to do what He's called me to do, hmm. and not try to create something for myself. Um, just manage my view of God that He is um, He is big. Um, and I think the collaboration of the tower showed that they thought too little
0: of God. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really good, Julie. I, uh, I used to think about this story, and I think this is a pretty common thought. Sunday school, kids growing up in church, you hear the Tower of Babel, and I would imagine uh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. <laughs> They're going to build a tower to get to God just to Cylindro, cylinder-shaped tower, like you're stacking Oreos or something, and uh, would sum up the story with the goal is they thought they could reach God, but really the moral of the story is they thought they could be mm-hmm. God. And I look at verse 4, uh, the first half of of the verse, I always remembered that let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. But I would forget the second part. This will the motivation. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. And you said just a second ago that we need to remember our place and resist the urge to create something right. for of ourselves. And it's one thing to be motivated to to work with excellence or you know to work unto the Lord, be faithful. It's a whole other thing when you're working to be known and. Uh, I find that rather sobering, thinking about our society today and the social media culture, Mm -hmm. the um, desire to have the next greatest and best thing, or uh, building your resume before you apply for college. To be an influencer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, exactly. And it's not wrong to have influence, but it is if it's not influencing people for Christ or to Christ. Right. What's your motive? Yeah. What else else would you take away from this chapter?
1: Well, I think it's interesting, too, when we um, fast forward to Acts 2-6 at Pentecost, when the people are hearing their language being spoken. And I thought, okay, that was only because of the Holy Spirit and only because God wanted them to hear Mm -hmm. their language and only because He was being made more known— yeah, and just the contrast of the wanting the single language in order to feed upon mankind's pride yeah. to versus, do evil, right? In essence, right, um, or to do nothing good, yep. you know. Yeah. But um, and then the contrast with Pentecost that it was fostering the gospel in a way that
0: people could understand, which really. Today, in light of technology, I mean, we were talking about Rosetta Stone, uh, what's the other one? Google Translate. Mm-hmm. There's
1: I'm sure there's millions. Yeah,
0: there, there's an opportunity for us when we think about the gospel going forth in the abundance of resources we have to operate uh, with less of a language barrier.
1: Well, I think of Bible translators who yeah. those are individual people who spend years studying a language in order to create a Bible in that native language. Mm -hmm. But that person spends years learning that language, and it is for the purpose of glorifying the Lord and making Him more known. And I'm amazed by those people.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you this. How do we reconcile the goodness of God if God wants all people to know Him, And know the gospel, know the truth of Jesus. And yet, God gave us this language barrier. How do we make sense of those two things?
1: That goes back to, what is my view of God? Hmm. And is He big or is He limited? And He's not limited. We know that from Scripture. And I think of Luke 19, starting in verse 39, where the Pharisees are telling Jesus to rebuke his disciples. Mm. And Jesus says, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. So God doesn't even need a verbal language in order to communicate to his people. Mm -hmm. He can use his creation fully. Um, So it's the argument of, well, what about the people who haven't heard the gospel? It's like, well, but the gospel is right in front of them, in everything that He has created. He doesn't; He's not limited to wording.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good, Julie. Even the rocks will cry out. And I think for some people, that can raise this question of, "Hey, well, if if God's the one who created all these languages in the first place, and if the rocks really will cry out, why do I need to share the gospel? Why do we still have to make disciples?" And I think the answer is. Uh, threefold. Number one, we're commanded to. So Matthew 28, 19 through 20, the Great Commission, or uh, Matthew 9, 37 and 38, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, pray to God, asking him to send out workers into His harvest field. We're commanded to. Um, number two, it is loving to share truth. John 13, 34 through 35, a new commandment I give to you is this, to love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. And how much it's been said, how much would we have to hate someone to not share truth with them? And likewise, number three, it is loving that God gives us purpose. How unloving would it be if he put us here on this earth with all these different languages with no meaningful, uh, purpose, but this command to, uh, share our faith gives us a goal. And it, it teaches us that God placed us here on this earth with incredible, incredible intention. So Julie, thank you for, for those observations. I don't, I don't say that to negate that the rocks will cry out uh, because they most definitely will. But even so, uh, that doesn't mean that we have a free pass to skip out on uh, the call on our lives. We're about out of time. So as we wrap up, Julie, I'd I'd love to hear how you personally live differently because of what we read in this chapter.
1: I focus on what does God's word say hmm. and um what is he trying to communicate to me through his word and a reminder that he is the potter and I am the clay from Romans nine twenty-one, that hmm. who am I? to say what my purpose is. And um, I may not always agree with what he has for me, but I know that he means for me to, he means good for me.
0: Hmm. I love it. Yeah, we can trust his heart. As, Absolutely. as Spurgeon said, when we can't trace his hand, we can trust his heart. Yes. It's good, Julie. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And as always, you're so welcome. And I am glad we were all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.